And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Jiskler here. Hope that you guys are enjoying yourself. Hope that you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. We've got a fun show coming your way until 1 o'clock. I'm actually getting a little bit of a late start to this show. I was loading some commercials and doing some different things, and we got a little bit of a late start. Um, but we're we're rolling now. We got everything situated now. Um, so we hope everybody is having a great start to their day. Um, and we've got a fun show coming your way. We've got Coach Matt Plitt of E.D. White Baseball will be coming on at noon to tell us about his team making a trip to the state tournament. They got a big series victory over De La Salle. Um, so a great opportunity for the Cardinals to try to win the state championship. They're two wins away, just like Vanderbilt, two wins away. The Baseball State Tournament starts uh, today <clears throat> out at Sulphur, so we certainly wish them nothing but the best of luck. And we sincerely hope that all of our local teams represent themselves well and play well and do the best that they can to bring it on home. So we'll have Coach Plitt on in the 12 o'clock segment to discuss that. At 12.15, we're going to have Mr. Stan Gravois of Terrebonne General for our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview. Stan and I will be talking about, <clears throat> I'm sure, the Vanderbilt and EDY baseball teams, maybe some spring football, but we'll also be talking about, I'm sure, some LSU baseball and some different things that are happening in the world of sports. Nichols baseball is red hot. They've won a bunch in a row in conference, and they're in first place. Nickel softball is playing well, NBA play. Like Stan and I are going to be able to fill out our 20, 25 minutes of a lot of time talking about whatever it is in the world of sports that we decide to get into. So we look forward to that at 12.15, the bottom of the show. I'll talk some NBA playoffs. I'll talk um, <clears throat> all sorts of different stuff, right? Maybe get some more uh, LSU talk in there. Uh, the Tigers got a transfer portal commitment in basketball yesterday. We can maybe talk about that. And some different things that are happening in the world of sports that are, have caught our attention and caught our eye in the last 24 hours. So, let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today as we reach far to our left and grab the sponsor sheet. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Come experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. So go experience the Dufresne difference today with our fine folks at Dufresne Building Materials. We've got um, <clears throat> a local team or a somewhat local team that is competing out in Sulphur today. Um, and that would be the Ascension Catholic Bulldogs. They're going to be trying to win their semifinal matchup today. We'll tell you the full schedule of games here um, for today's action out at Sulphur. Tuesday, we've got Division Four non-select Oak Grove and Mangum will be playing, as well as Logansport and DeQuincy. Right now, you've got in Division Four or excuse me, Division Five non-select. You got Chaudron taking on Anacoco and Pitkin taking on Weston. Both of those teams are locking up right now in semifinal matchups on some fields that are back to back to one another. After those first games go off, oh, and actually, excuse, excuse me, also today we've got right now Avoyles Public Charter and Claiborne Christian doing battle, as well as Family Christian and Grace Christian as Division 5 select 
And then at 2 o'clock today uh, in the afternoon session, Division Four select, you've got a Wachita Christian taking on Opelousas Catholic and then Ascension Catholic taking on Glenbrook. So our old buddy G. Cassard and his team trying to punch that ticket into the championship round, trying to make some things happen. Tomorrow is when we've got the meat and potatoes of the local teams that are competing. Tomorrow's when we got Vanderbilt and E.D. White. E.D. White gets the series victory over De La Salle. Brendan Gobert pitches well, complete game, uh, one run allowed, nine strikeouts, all that good stuff. You got Vanderbilt taking on St. Louis at five. You got St. Thomas Moore taking on E.D. White at five. It sucks that both teams are playing at the same time, but the fields are kind of, you know, one behind the other, one back of the other. So if you go up to the top of the grandstand, you could kind of sort of, if you stand up, watch both games. It's not ideal, but it is kind of just is what it is. Uh, tomorrow, you also got Berwick taking on Kinder at 2 o'clock. So a lot of activity, a lot of action, a lot of local teams that are competing for a chance to try to win it all. Um, unbelievable the depth of talent in our area. <clears throat> unbelievable the quality of players in our area. Unbelievable the quality of coaches in our area that have allowed us to get to this point where we've got local teams that are vying for a chance to win the state championship. Now, I promised you yesterday, I'll tell you, everybody who made it to Sulphur will do that in the next segment of the show. Let's take our first commercial break. When we get back, I'll give you a rundown of the full schedule. Then I'll also give some attaboys and some girls to some young men and some young women who did well at the state track meet. So we'll do that in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you put a stack of $100 bills and a piece of wood in front of a Formosan termite, what would it eat? Both. They're swarming here and they're hungry. Call those local experts, the Bayou Boys at Terminex. They can treat your home and save you thousands of dollars in damage. Don't let Formosa and Termite teach you out of house and home. Call Terminex today. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're gonna get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at pastorrick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed juice juice please One of my favorite bumper songs here on Play by Play. Casey Jistler here. Hope everybody's enjoying their day so far. Um, <clears throat> I promised you I'd give you a rundown of everybody who made it to Sulphur. So let's do that. Here are all of the teams that made it to the state baseball semifinals beginning in Division One non-select, where we've got chalk, 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 chalk. One, two, three, four. Number one, West Monroe will be taking on number four, Sam Houston, Thursday at five o'clock. Number two, Barb, will be hooting, hollering, dancing, showboating, celebrating, and doing all the things that Barb does against number three, Sulphur, Thursday at five. Go, Sulphur. Am I petty for still rooting openly against Barb? I can't help it. They, they, they were so unsportsmanlike against Thibodeau. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I should let go of that grudge, right? But, nah, go, Sulphur. Hopefully the Tours get the victory, knock Barb out, and... uh as I'm thinking about it, right, I'm over here saying, man, should I let go of that grudge? As I'm thinking about it, I'm getting more and more angry. So, yeah, no, we're not letting go of that grudge. Go, go Sulphur. Division 2 non-select. Thursday at 11 a.m., we got number 8 Lakeshore versus number 4 Eunice. We've got number 6 North DeSoto versus number 7 Iowa. Remember, Lakeshore beat Lutcher. North DeSoto beat Assumption. So the teams that slayed the local Dragons are playing at 11 on Thursday. Wednesday at 2 o'clock, we got Division 3 non-select, number 1, Kinder versus number 5, Berwick. And then number 2, South Beauregard versus number 3, Doyle. So we've got some teams playing Wednesday at 2 o'clock, Division 3 non-select. Division 4 
non-select. Today at 5 o'clock, we got Oak Grove, the number one seed, taking on number 12, Mangum. And then also number two, Logansport, taking on number three, DeQuincy. Division five, non-select on the field right now. Number one, Chaudrant taking on number five, Anacoco. Number three, Pitkin taking on number seven, Weston. So now that moves us to the select classifications and the select brackets. And we could tell you that in division one select, Thursday at two o'clock, we've got number one, Catholic Eye of Baton Rouge taking on number 13, Rummel. And number two, Jesuit taking on number six, Pineville. Division two select, you got number one, St. Louis, taking on number five, Vanderbilt, Wednesday at five o'clock. And then number three, St. Thomas Moore, taking on number two, Edie White, who punched their ticket forward yesterday. Those games will be played Wednesday at five o'clock. Wednesday at 11 a.m. in Division three select, you got number one, St. Charles Catholic, taking on number four, Dunham. Number three, Notre Dame, taking on number seven, Holy Savior Menard. So Notre Dame and Holy Savior Menard. St. Charles and Dunham. That's the semifinals in Division Three Select. Division Four Select. Today at two o'clock, you got number one, Awachita Christian, taking on number four, Opelousas Catholic. Number two, Ascension Catholic, taking on number three, Glenbrook. And then last but not least, on the field right now, you got in Division Five Select number one, Avoyles Public Charter versus number four, Claiborne Christian, and number two, Family Christian versus number three, Grace Christian. So we wish best of luck to everybody out there. Hopefully, we have some good weather. So far, the weather's holding up okay, and uh, we're able to get these games in, able to get these kids uh, crowned as champions across our 10 classifications in Louisiana. Now, I wanted to shout out the young men and women who made a push at the state tournament in track and field. Um, Let's see. Here we go. there are some unbelievably gifted performers on the track locally. And fortunately, but also unfortunately, we saw some unbelievable unbelievable performers perform for the last time in their careers in recent days. Um, <clears throat> I got to give a shout out first and foremost to Emma Berg, who wrapped up her championship title winning career by winning the 1600 meter run and the 3200 meter run in the 2A track and field state championship. Remember, track and field is a sport that the LHSA has openly said, hey, we don't care about this as much as we care about football, so we're not going to split it. Y'all do whatever y'all want to do. So track and field is not split. It is still all together because the LHSA is inept and decided that they're going to only do splits for certain sports. Um, so in all of 2A, Emma Berg was the number one distance runner, winning two championships two championships in a long story career of winning championships. She's been winning championships her entire go at home at Christian school. So kudos to her for winning that. Gabriela Delgado in 2A, home of Christian school, finished top five, um, finishing fifth in the 1600. And Brady Sins finished second for home of Christian school in the 3200 and got on the podium. In 3A, Edie White was all over the map. The boys and the girls teams finished third in the state, both with tons of performers doing exceptionally well, winning championships, making it to the podium, and everything in between. Um, The Cardinals' 4x800-meter relay team won the state championship. That relay team consists of Caroline Dietz, Caroline Molezon, Elizabeth Rodriguez, and Riley Methven, and 
We also want to congratulate Elizabeth Bear, who won the state championship for Edie White in the pole vault. <clears throat> so kudos to those five uh, young men, or young men, listen to me, young women, sorry, uh, for winning championships for Edie White, uh, a relay team, and then a pole vaulter. And then where I was going and where whenever I got tongue-tied, we had a bunch of young men and young women who finished in the top five for E.D. White throughout the course of the state meet. They are as follows. Benjamin Rodrigue, third place in the triple jump. Jake Agosta, second place in the pole vault. Caroline Molezoff, fifth place in the 800-meter run. Emma Ritchie, fourth place in the 3,200-meter run. Elizabeth Rodrigue, second in the 1,600-meter run. E.D. White's 4x400-meter relay team, Caroline Dietz, Sarah Degerville, Elizabeth Rodriguez, and Riley Methvin finished fifth. Anna Marino finished fourth in the pole vault. Nathaniel Thompson finished fourth in the 200-meter dash. Owen Tozan finished fifth in the sixth in the um, 800-meter run. Sorry, Owen Tozan finished fourth in the 3200-meter run. Owen Tozan finished second in the 1600-meter run. Goodness, I'm tired just reading about the stuff Owen did. Noah Dietrich finished fifth in the 1600-meter run. Noah Dietrich finished fifth in the 3,200-meter run. And E.D. White's 4x800-meter relay team of Max Bourgeois, Joshim Lafaso, Noah Dietrich, and Governor Maurer finished fourth place and scored points for their team. Congratulations to all those young men and all those young women for faring extremely well and representing their school. Now we go to 4A, where we again have the completion of just an unbelievable track and field career locally. Bryn Kelso finishes with two more state championship gold medals. She ends her career winning 17 LHSAA state championships between track and field and cross country. 17 championships. She wins the 1,600-meter run and the 3,200-meter run and finishes just a smidge away from winning the 800-meter run, losing out by two... um, Two-tenths of a second to finish second place. No shame there, Bryn. Congratulations to Bryn on just an outstanding career. I've known Bryn and her family since she was a little teeny tiny little girl. Know her father, Coach Matt Kelso. Um, That's a great family. Congratulations to Bryn. All the success so much deserved and so well earned. Vanderbilt also had some other championship winning performances with Jalen Coleman winning the 200-meter dash. The Terriers' 4x800-meter relay team of Wyatt Bavillant, Robert Galinsky, Elijah Hunter, and Avery Morgan also won the state championship. And then the Terriers had some top five finishes from their 4x800-meter relay team of Logan Hamilton, Kate McGee, Charlotte Chestnut, and Olivia Hatch. They finished third. Jalen Coleman finished third in the 100-meter dash. Avery Morgan finished second in the 1600-meter run. Elijah Hunter Finished fourth in the 800-meter run. Alex Castell finished second in the 300-meter hurdles. And Sam Kennard finished second in the javelin. So congratulations to all the Vanderbilt Terriers who performed super well at the state meet. And then in 4A, we had some South Lafouche Tarpons also farewell. Um, Ava Bure finished sixth in the shot put. Claire Rebstock finished, uh, not sixth, I'm sorry. Ava Bure finished fifth in the shot put. And Claire Rebstock finished fifth in the discus. So congratulations to Ava and Claire for for performing well and uh, both finishing in the top five. In 5A, the highest level of classification, 
We had some Trojans of Central Lafouche finish in the top five. Samuel Hodson finished fourth in the 400-meter run, and Caden Adams finished fifth in the shot put. So congratulations to these men and women. E.D. White did super well. Vanderbilt did super well. And some great individual performances from some of the other schools. Boy, we've got some talented kids in this area, man. You know what I call that? I call that job security, baby. As long as they got kids that are performing at a high level and are doing amazing things, we're going to have things to talk about on play-by-play. So kudos to those student athletes, those men and women for doing an excellent job and for powering themselves to A, the state meet, B, scoring at the state meet, C, in some instances, getting on the podium at the state meet, and then also to the several locals who won state championships. We congratulate you. You have earned your place in local sports history. Be proud. There are so very few people that could say that they've won a state championship. My buddy Ashton Dillon often says, hey, when someone wins state, he'll often comment on their Facebook wall and say, hey, welcome to the club. He's a state champion, won the state championship with the South Lafouche basketball team. So to all of the uh, men and women who won state locally at the track meets, welcome to the club. It's a club I'm not part of. (laughs) It's a club I'm never going to be part of. But welcome to the club. You are in rare air. You have done something that not very many people in our area have done, not very many people in our state have done, not very many people across the country have done to say you were the best in all of Louisiana at something for the people your age. And that's amazing. That That's remarkable. And that's an accomplishment. Give yourself a pat on the back. Feel super proud because goodness, um, that that's really a special accomplishment. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Matt Plitt of ED White Baseball. Coach Plitt and his team are two wins away. They win their series with De La Salle, punch their ticket into the semifinals. They'll be playing tomorrow against St. Thomas Moore. We'll be right back after this commercial break with the E.D. White Ball Coach on KLEB. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon. You wish would never end. The home Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. Hey, Louisiana, how are you stopping litter? 
In Terrebonne Parish, we put our trash in a bag and never out the car window. In Bienville, we bag it, tie it, and put a lid on it. We keep litter out of our lakes in Lafayette. And in Calcasieu Parish, we keep our roads clean by clearing out our truck beds and securing our loads. We need every person in every parish to stop littering and keep Louisiana beautiful. For more litter prevention tips, visit LetLouisianaShine.org. Sponsored by the Louisiana Lieutenant Governor's Office and Keep Louisiana Beautiful. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication, a network built for every possibility, internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future, the next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Some days you just feel off, anxious, low, on edge. And vaping nicotine can make days like this worse and more common. Because nicotine throws off the natural balance of neurotransmitters in your brain, like dopamine and serotonin, which affects your mood. So you feel more unhappy and less like yourself. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Learn more at BehindTheHazeLA.com Sponsored by Louisiana Department of Justice. Back to play by play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines today for the first time, and we have our calling guest, Coach Matt Plitt of the ED White baseball team. His team punched their ticket into Sulphur yesterday, sweeping their series with De La Salle. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Good. How y'all doing? Doing fine, bro. It was a great performance by your team yesterday. Um, you finished the deal, you, you punched that ticket to Sulphur. I'm sure yesterday had to be a great day to be a Cardinal partner. Oh, it's an awesome day to be at Cardinal. Finally just uh, glad to get that uh, second game, man. Tell us about that, man. What was the delay? I mean, I understand, you know, Friday the state track meet, Saturday the rain. There were some whispers and some rumors that Sunday you guys were trying to get it in. What happened? Why weren't you guys able to play on Sunday? There was a, a lot going into that. We we tried playing Wednesday and couldn't agree to that, so we agreed to a Thursday, Saturday. And then, you know, like you said, Friday with the track meet and Saturday, I don't think anybody was expecting four inches of rain. And uh, so that that kind of played into a factor. And when we left the field Saturday night, I didn't think there was any way we'd play on Sunday. Uh, but I got to the field early Sunday morning and thought we could play. So we tried scheduling a game on Sunday, and it kind of came down to a disagreement. So had to play on Monday. So tell us about that, man. That's a long time to wait. But, you know, you guys get that momentum on Thursday and, you know, kind of set the tempo and then – to go off Friday, off Saturday, off Sunday, that's three whole days off. Um, it's not ideal, but the kids obviously stayed focused, man, because you guys were able to cinch it up yesterday. Definitely. Uh, Thursday after the game, we, we, you know, we started practice on, on Friday. 
And then Saturday, we all got together at the field still, even with it uh, raining, still did something Saturday. We even got together Sunday. So stayed together, stayed putting work in, and just kept telling them to stay focused. And just uh, whenever we get to play, you know, just finish the job. And, and they did exactly that. Very good. Look, you guys got a dominant pitching performance in both games. Weimer was outstanding in game one. Gobert was outstanding in game two. Had the strikeout stuff working. Weimer had double digits. Gobert had nine. Um, man, you guys were not uh, not letting them put the bat on the ball, and that makes it really easy for the defense when your pitcher's got electric stuff like that. Yep. Uh, those, both those guys, I mean, just really, really, really good kids and just been putting in the work and you know, it, it pays off at the end of the day, putting in all that work, and it showed in those two games. So if I had to guess, right, um, let me let me be the coach for a second. I, if I had to guess, Weimer throws tomorrow against St. Thomas Moore, right? Uh, I wish I had a crystal ball. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong possibility, but uh, we're going to evaluate everything at practice today. Okay, I got you. Yeah, Weimer's throwing tomorrow. (laughs) Tell us what you know about St. Thomas Moore, buddy. Uh, They're obviously really good. Everybody in the semifinals is really good. Um, What are some things you guys have to do well to combat them? St. Thomas Moore, you're talking about one of the top programs in Lafayette year in and year out. So, I mean, we know they're going to be good. Uh, You know, just doing the same thing we've been doing all year. Just preaching to our guys, stay on our team, keep energy levels up. And just put your nose down and go to work. And at the end of the day, we'll look at the scoreboard at the very end. So, I haven't had the opportunity to watch you guys play in person a whole lot. I've watched some videos and you know watched some games that you had that that you know were broadcast on the internet and different things. But one thing that stands out just when I look at your lineup card one through nine, you guys got some athletes, bro. I mean, Matthew Malosaw, you know the Go Bear kid, and you know Weimer, and like these these dudes are some athletes. These are some dudes that could get after it in anything, bro. That that has to help, man. Just like having just a bunch of scrappy competitors like that. That's that's really good for a baseball team to have. For sure, for sure, and and and, and you add that to guys willing to do whatever whatever it takes, and you know day in and day out, and. And having guys that can do multiple things, and then they finally start realizing that you know if they just do their job and you put it all together, it looks really good. Against De La Salle yesterday, you guys have that one big inning, and then never let them get back in it. Um, from what I understand, you know that was a series that there's a little bit of chirping going on at times, and you know you guys maybe weren't getting getting along so great with them. They maybe weren't getting along so great with you. That's playoff baseball, man. For you guys to not crumble in that type of environment that's got to be very impressive to you for sure and it, and it kind of carried back to, to last year i think there was a little bit of bitterness left over so the our biggest message was telling you know last year's last year is irrelevant doesn't matter anymore and so there's some chirping you know just playoff baseball for you and our guys did a good job of staying on our team and not uh, not self-destructing ourselves now, the uh, security of knowing that you could lose a game has been taken away. Now, in Sulphur, everything's a game three. You got to win the next two. You have no margin for error. Talk about that, man. You guys take that field tomorrow. Um, it's not going to be one nothing in the series. It's not. Everything's going to be all level, and you have to win tomorrow's game. It's winner go home time for you guys for the first time this year. For sure. I mean, winner go home, so... You gotta do whatever it takes, and at the end of the day, just keep telling our guys, you know, it's still just a game of baseball. Just, just go play baseball like you've been doing all year long, your whole, your whole life, and you know, that's all you can do is give extreme amount of effort. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. 
I think you answered this question a minute ago when you said that you guys were practicing today and all that good stuff, but you guys are making the trip up tomorrow. You guys are going to leave tomorrow morning? Yes, sir. We're going to uh, have a team breakfast and blessing with our uh, with uh, Father Mitch, and then we're going to head out and go on a sofa. Okay, sounds like a winner, man. Um, you know, you get to this point in the season, obviously everybody that, that's left is, is good, and everybody that's left had a great year. Um, and I've, I've spoken to some coaches who say, yeah, you know, hey, of course, it, it, it's awesome. We want to go. We want to win the championship. But in the back of their mind, they're also thinking like, hey, man, win, lose, or draw. This is the last couple of days that I've got with these guys. Is there a small piece of you that's like, you know, just kind of soaking it all in, knowing that, hey, on Monday, you're not going to have baseball practice to go to, man? For sure. It still makes me want to schedule practice on Monday. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just uh, – it's been, it's been unbelievable just uh, – you know, the short time that, that I've been here and the, the coaches that have been new and just the coaching staff, I mean, has been really awesome. The administration, awesome. And, and the kids are just fully bought in. So definitely, uh, definitely we'll be missing on Monday. So, How many seniors do you have, buddy? And tell us about what this senior group means to you. It's going to forever be your first seniors at EDY. Tell us about those kids, man. We have nine seniors right now, and they uh, – they might not have realized yet, but they just laid the foundation, I mean, for these eighth graders that we have right now and, and obviously other classes. But for the eighth graders to start off, you know, and they get five years here, these, these seniors have laid a foundation, and it's it's going to be, you know, we're going to be forever grateful for them for, for doing that. And they've just done a really good job. Taking on a really good St. Thomas More team, you guys are a really good team. What are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys have to do well to punch that ticket into the finals? I think uh, just just pretty much uh, common baseball. We got got to play some clean defense. Got to throw strikes, and like we did on uh, like we did yesterday, got to have uh, timely hitting. Have some timely hitting with that. And I think we should be okay, buddy. We're rooting for you guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful time out there. Thank you so much for the time and congratulations on the big accomplishment. Now go finish it off, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yep, that is Coach Matt Plitt with Edu White. I love that he tried to skirt the answer. Oh yeah, we'll figure out at practice who's throwing tomorrow. Tyler Weimer's throwing tomorrow. Breaking news alert. Tyler Weimer's getting the ball, and he's starting tomorrow for EDY. You can't fool me. Come on now. You, the only other option would have been Gobert, and he threw yesterday. He's not eligible to throw tomorrow. So, yeah, EDY is going to give the ball to their eggs tomorrow. They're going to take on St. Thomas Moore, and it'll be um, a fun test, right? St. Thomas Moore is going to have some arms. They're going to have some, some guys that will be able to hit. And I really think the key for both Vanderbilt and EDY is this. They're both going to be throwing their number one arms tomorrow. Gidry's going to be going for Vanderbilt. Weimer, 99.9999% sure, is going to be throwing for E.D. White. If they could early in the game be economical and get early inning outs without throwing a ton of pitches, I think they're in great shape. But if it's a situation where either Gidry or Weimer walks a guy in the first, bloop single, and then it's first and third with a one out, and you got to use 26, 27 pitches to get out of the first inning, and then you're stirring and trying to figure out, okay, well, who's the first reliever? That's the situation you don't want. But if you could get those guys into the fourth, fifth, sixth inning with a manageable pitch count number, and then you could tell them in the late stages – Hey, just go empty the tank. 
you're going to be in great shape. And I think both teams are going to have an opportunity if they could get to that point. And what's amazing for this, and we're talking about two elite arms, neither of the two elite arms are seniors. (laughs) Neither one. So they're both going to be back next year. They're both going to be trying to lead their team back to this moment. Maybe a little more difficult for E.D. White than Vanderbilt. They've got maybe a few more seniors, not a few more. They've got a lot more seniors. Um, But it should be a whole lot of fun to see the local players on that stage trying to get their teams to that highest level. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to discuss it with you all. And hopefully we have some teams that are competing for it all. Hopefully we may even have two teams locally that are facing one another for the championship. Boy, what a showcase of talent that would be in our area. What a prize and a gem that would be for our area if we could get an E.D. White versus Vanderbilt matchup in the championship round. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to Mr. Stan Gravois. It's our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Stan right here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We've all been there, staring into the fridge, trying to figure out what to make for dinner. Well, if you keep a batch of cooked rice on hand, you'll always have the makings for a great meal. You know, rice keeps in the fridge for four to six days. You can use it all week long and never serve it the same way twice. Getting a good homemade meal on the table every night is no picnic, but it's a lot easier if you start with rice. The proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice invite you to visit startwithrice.com for recipes. Just a little grain of wisdom from the proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice. If you put a stack of $100 bills and a piece of wood in front of a Formosan termite, what would it eat? Both. They're swarming here and they're hungry. Call those local experts, the Bayou Boys at Terminex. They can treat your home and save you thousands of dollars in damage. Don't let Formosan termites eat you out of house and home. Call Terminex today. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're going to get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at PastorRick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. 
Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just Blair here. Hope that everybody's enjoying their day. It's Tuesday. It's 12.15. Actually, I'm on time today. It's just a little bit after 12.15. We go to Mr. Stan Gravois on the line. Stan, good afternoon, my friend. How are we doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Hope the weather holds out, holds out the rest of the day and we can maybe enjoy a little sunshine this afternoon and, uh, and hope those guys have a good day tomorrow over in Sulphur. Absolutely. We've got a lead off over in Sulphur. We've got E.D. White there. We've got Vanderbilt there. we got on the periphery Ascension Catholic and Berwick and a couple of teams that are from the surrounding area. I had Chad Menard on the line yesterday. He was telling me about his plan. I had Matt Plitt on in the last segment. He was telling me about his plan. I think that both teams sit in a really good situation in the semifinals because they both have their aces lined up and their aces have proven capable of beating the best of the best, should be a very interesting and exciting day for local baseball tomorrow out in southwest Louisiana. Yeah, I think so. And I think if, if, if both E.D. White and Vanderbilt were going to have a shot at all of this, in which they obviously do, it was going to be with this kind of format where you can go up there and throw your best against the opposition's best in the semifinal game and then when you're going to be playing in the state championship game, everybody's sort of on the same keel. I don't think anybody's going to have their ace saved for the state championship. By the way, which is a good thing to know, if you want to go out to Sulphur and you want to see good baseball, a lot of time the semifinal games yeah. are actually better <laughs> than what the state championship games are simply because nobody is going to save their guy for the state championship. There's no saving going on with all of this. So you're going to see the best of the best pitching in every classification in every division leading up to the state championship games. That should be incredible. Those teams take the field at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Look, we know about Coach Chapman. He's already got a ring on his finger. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in the week his job this year, I think, is more impressive than last year. You replace eight of nine starters offensively. They replaced all but 13 innings on the mound. I think that to be back at this stage is super impressive. But the guy that I you know, I don't think anybody talks about, Matt Plitt, man. Matt Plitt over at E.D. White, he took over a team that didn't have a great year last year. Helped get them turned around. I thought he was doing a great job at Central Lafouche and deserves more credit for the success that they had this year. Look, of course, Lance did a great job with them as well, but uh, Coach Plitt helped lay that foundation. Two great programs, but also two great programs led by some really good head coaches. I think if you, you know, had Matt Plitt in a closet just talking to him about baseball on a personal level, he would tell you that maybe some of his best coaching jobs have come even before Central Lafouche at Westgate High School where they were winning like three games a year. 
it, it sometimes it gets lost in the wash, you know, just the winning. I mean, I, I, obviously everybody wants to win a state championship. Everybody wants to go deep into the playoffs. Everybody wants to be at a school that really values the sport that you're coaching. But sometimes the hardest jobs are the ones where there's not a lot of resources. And he kind of cut his teeth over at Westgate where it was extremely tough and learned a lot. And I think that sort of pays off for him now. Because obviously E.D. White's going to give you those resources you need to win in just about any sport there. So, yeah, and he's, listen, he's just a really good guy and was a really good baseball player, obviously. So all that being said, yeah, I'm happy for him. And you talked about Coach Menard. He's just that guy, too. As a lot of you know, people of my generation and even people of, heck, close to your generation that would remember when baseball coaches were still those guys who were your defensive backs coach in football, right? Or they were your big-time uh, coach in another sport, cross-country or whatever, and they valued that. That's not what we do anymore. If you're going to win in baseball, and, and listen, somebody could go poll all of those teams in Sulphur this weekend, I would venture to say that nine out of ten teams out of there have a coach who is only a baseball coach and who cares about baseball only, and that is their passion, and that's sort of what you got. I'm not saying that Coach Plitt won't help with, like, the eighth-grade football team at E.D. White. I know Coach Menard doesn't. Coach Menard is strictly baseball. But we've kind of gotten to that day and age where your baseball guy is going to be only baseball. And for that matter, the staff that is around him is usually a staff that is involved with, I don't want to say recreation, but community baseball in the area. And they work hand-in-hand with each other. And it's probably about the best you can get from that particular school related to baseball. So, yeah, the other thing I would say is is get used to it, Vanderbilt and E.D. White folks, because <laughs> you're going to be going back next year, too, in all probability. The fact is is that in that bracket, there are five teams that have the opportunity to go to Sulphur every year. The odd man out this year was Sterling Catholic. And in the future, especially with the pitching that these two schools locally have coming back, I think we're going to see him going to Sulphur for quite some time. Let's talk a little bit about uh, local prep football. We're in spring practices. The teams are out on the fields. They're doing what they do. Um, I don't know if this is a sign of things to come in the fall or not, but, boy, it sure feels like every single day that I log on to Twitter, you know, a new player in the area has gotten an offer. A couple of guys from HF Bourgeois got offers from Troy. Some guys from Terrebonne got offers from programs around the country. You know, Jalen Coleman gets a new offer every day. He's going to get more, especially after winning the 200-meter dash over at the state track tournament. So at least on the surface, we've got some star power. I don't know how it equates to the fall when you got to start blocking and tackling, but we've got some really good high-level individual players that the colleges are hunting down. Yeah, you know, I'm one of those, uh, I hate to be the glass-half-empty guy, but I don't understand that to be quite honest with you. Hey, listen, there are some, and, and, and I'll just say it quite honestly. Obviously, the Coleman kid at Vanderbilt can play somewhere. But when you start looking at the big picture and all of a sudden everybody's posting that, hey, I got an offer from, like you said, Troy and this and that, it, it sort of reminds me or makes me feel like they're, they're getting guys that can play really good seven-on-seven football and, until it actually happens. 
I'm trying not to get too bent out of shape. I had a long discussion with somebody locally who had been uh, uh, just a staple in our area related to high school sports, and he said the one thing that sort of, sort of gets him is is that we need to follow these kids and see how many of them actually have either lettered at the potential college that they went to or actually stuck it out for at least a year. And that percentage is low as it stands right now, so I'd like to see that be higher. On the other side of the coin is is why, you know, I guess part of me should say, look, they're getting an opportunity. You know, let's let's just wish him the best and hope that things work out. But all that being said, after spring football, especially the way spring is done these days, because it's not very, very physical, I don't understand, you know, how so many kids are getting all of these so-called opportunities this early. I would prefer to wait and see what the high school football season looks like next year and see what some of these kids look like on the field so that we can make maybe a better assessment of if they can play on the next level. No, I I agree with that. I think that's a very fair assessment. One thing that I was realizing today is as I was actually trying to plan the rest of this week here on play-by-play, we don't have a whole lot of super experienced and long-tenured head coaches. In Lafouche Parish, Pop's been there two years. you got a new guy, Thibodeau. Uh, BJ at South Lafouche, a handful of years, but it feels like he's still brand new because he had to go through the storm and COVID and everything. Kyle's kind of the older man in the room, even though he's not that long-winded in his second tenure. Terrebonne Parish, new guy at Ellender. South Terrebonne still breaking in a second-year guy. Newer guy at Terrebonne, newer guy at Bourgeois, Homa Christian, CCA, new guys. like um, We got Vanderbilt, Tommy Minton's been there a little bit. We don't have that big 10, 12, 15-year tenured head football coach at all anywhere in the area. I would venture to say, except for maybe, you know, Kyle reaching that, and I'm going to call it a plateau, if there's a guy who stays more than 15 years as a head coach at a school, I would be extremely surprised. You know, uh, obviously, Richard Curlin is a good friend, and we were speaking the other day, and when I mentioned to him that he's probably the last of that, you know, plus 20 years as a head coach kind of guy, he agreed with me. He said, now listen, you know, things obviously are a lot tougher today as far as the resources and things that go along with it. But, yeah, I don't think we're going to see the longevity out of a head coach. There's just too many variables now that you have to deal with that you did not. And those variables include the LHSAA. They include parents. They include expectations. They include social media. So there's a lot of different things. But, yeah, it's a tough gig these days. And I guess if you get in a community-type setting, you know, I've always come on here and said that the South LaFouche, South Terrebonne, Central Lafouche communities have been the three that I think that maybe you could get behind. Even even that's tough now, so I, I'm not sure that that holds any water. I do know this. I did have a conversation with Aaron Babin this morning related to the Jamborees because, heck, before we blink, we're going to be getting ready for football <laughs> Jamborees. And, uh, you know, we were making a conversation of how it's going to run this year. We do know, because I did immediately after call Andrew Cayuette as athletic director at HL, they are hosting a jamboree over at Terrebonne where it will be Terrebonne, HL Bourgeois, South Lafouche, and E.D. White. That, that's pretty much etched in stone. And everybody else is sort of trying to get their jamborees together right now. So 
So we'll see how it all plays out. But no, you're right. We we don't have that long. Remember, it was Gary Hill just a couple of years ago was the guy with the most longevity. So I don't know who's our next one. I guess we're going to have to lean on Kyle uh, Lethang for a while. Um, you know, I don't think you and I have had a chance to speak about this, right? I was out of play-by-play a lot of last week, was a little under the weather, and then Saturday we couldn't catch up with you. Um, LSU women done did it again. They they go get a, an All-American post player from DePaul, a young lady who averages 26 points and 12 rebounds per game. She was regarded as the number two transfer portal player in the country behind number one, who also is an LSU commitment. Um, Brian is a little concerned they're getting too much talent, and he thinks it's going to be too many mouths to feed. I'm of the opinion of, I mean, hey, look, I'd rather have more than less, right? And, boy, LSU setting themselves up to certainly have more. They've got all Americans all over their roster. Yeah, you, uh, listen, uh, Brian stated that. I, I guess I understand that side of it. When you said I'd rather have more than less. I understand that side of it. I just have to believe that probably Kim Mulkey is the person who can handle this situation. Because the one thing is, is her personality is still going to be bigger than whoever's on her team. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's ever going to get away from that. If anybody can wear some of the clothes she wears on the <laughs> sideline, you know, nobody else is going to get in the way. Is, is is sort of what I'm thinking. It's impressive, and and I am one of those people that if it's happening to a team that I am in favor of, I'm all about it. If it's happening to some, you know, if this was happening to South Carolina or or UConn or whatever, I guess I would be a little against it. But it's how the rule is set up, right? So that's that's what you do. You go out and you get the best. I have seen and I have been associated as a coach with teams that had tons and tons of talent, and it just didn't work. And I've been with teams that have had very little talent. And although maybe the record wasn't great, it was very enjoyable. And then I've been on those teams that have had moderate talent and have won because of either overachieving or just chemistry. It's going to be interesting to see how she puts everything together. But remember, she's also coming off of a national championship, so that helps. You know, I mean, I would imagine every girl who's on this team is going to go, you know, we're going to do what she says because they won it all last year, and, and they won it due in large part because of her. So I would imagine that things are going to turn out just well. Hey, listen, there's a good chance that LSU becomes – the uh, the women's basketball mecca, and it's all we're talking about. You know, it's so interesting, and this will be such an interesting case study, right? Because, you know, human nature says the more you have, some people, the less they would want to work to get more. You get content, you get satisfied. But there are some people who are just alphas, and the more they have, the more they want. And I'm going to be so interested to see you got a player like Angel Reese. She's now a millionaire. She is now probably financially set up for most of the rest of her life, posing in uh, Sports uh, Illustrated, you know, swimsuit issue, and you know all the different things she's done. She's got a she got a, a Mercedes the other day in an NIL deal. I mean, she is upwards of seven figures. I'm curious to see when we get to August and September, and it's time to get ready for the year. Will we be more inclined to put in that extra time in the gym to think, hey, well, if I did it last year, I'm going to do it again, and then my deal's going to be even bigger? 
or you're going to be satisfied and content say, I've already got it. I could slack a little bit. It's just a very interesting psychology case. If this works, it's going to only grow. But if it doesn't, boy, it's going to be very interesting. One way or another, we're going to be entertained. I agree. And, again, it all falls back on Kim Mulca. She's got to figure out how to make this all work. We know Angel Reese is a, obviously a very good basketball player, but we don't know her drive because she did not start last season with a Mercedes-Benz. You know, <laughs> and this season she will be. So we're going to find out a lot about her. We're going to find out how much she wants to play basketball for her career because she's probably going to make more money this year than she ever will in the WNBA. So that being said, I guess now it's just about the competitiveness. That's the one thing that really bothers me about, you know, everything is, is how competitive are people? You know, obviously Ben Simmons is not very competitive, right? You know, how much do you want to win? And that being said, we're going to find out how much that, you know, these young ladies want to win. Now, I think the ones who are coming over from different schools, that's sort of why they're doing it, because they could say they superstars at their schools, but they want to win. So I hope uh, Angel Reese is in that number. And, again, I think Kim Mulk is probably the person to lead them to the promised land, so to speak. LSU on the football side is going portal hunting. They are trying to offer some defensive backs from around the country. They offered a Rhode Island safety today and some different players. That seems to be the one area on the depth chart that Brian Kelly's maybe not fully satisfied. He's trying to add maybe some cornerbacks and some safeties. And look, with the way teams throw the ball now, four or five receiver sets, you probably can never have too many. Curious to see if the Tigers could lock up a few more before the opening day. No, and I think they have four or five guys that they could count on. I'm just scared that they don't have more than that. And I'm sure Brian Kelly's pretty scared that they don't have more than that either and uh what's interesting is is they've shown a little success of getting some guys from other spots in a defensive secondary so i think that it's probably you know if i'm if i'm a guy sitting out in rhode island and i go into this and i think i'm a pretty good football player i look at the history of what lsu did last year and maybe even year before of guys transferring in and those guys have gotten to play. Mikel Gordon got to play back there. The kid who came in from Baylor got to play back there. Uh, or was it Texas Tech? I'm not sure. But anyway, those guys, the Benora Converse. Heck, oh, I'm sorry. I think it was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State yes. I, yeah, Oklahoma <laughs> State. But that being said, they, they've gotten time. And they've played. You know, the guys from Arkansas who came in, they, they've got to play. So uh, I think that's, you know, uh, I, as much faith as I have in what Kim Mulkey is going to do for LSU women's basketball, Brian Ke- Kelly is just a level-headed guy who understands what his needs are. He is about as far on one side of the spectrum as far as roster management as what Coach O was. That's the one glaring difference between the two of those guys to me. And there are a lot of differences. But the one thing is, is that Brian Kelly knows how to manage a roster, knows what his needs are to win, and I think he's going to be fine when it's all said and done when they start the season. One more LSU question, then I got some nickels to chat with you about. Um, on the baseball side of things, the Tigers fall to Auburn. And I mentioned this yesterday. Look, I don't think it's a cause for panic, and I don't think that the outrage that we're seeing from fans is near as warranted as it should be. But I do think that this weekend, as you're taking on Mississippi State, Stan, I think it's a time to just 
simplify what you're doing. I watch LSU, I see the catcher lining up on the black and asking his pitcher, hey, make a perfect pitch. I don't think you've got the type of guys to do that. Just line up down the middle and let's go. Let's throw some strikes. Got to start throwing some strikes. I agree 100%, and it's probably been my biggest complaint. And, and again, listen, I also believe this. Whoever gets hot at the right time, and, and now's not the time. we still got a couple of weeks for that. That team's going to be great. So if LSU is going to have some kind of little kink in the armor, a little you know pause in how well they play, I'm glad it's happening now. But I agree with you. Sometimes just throw the ball down the pipe. You cannot defend a walk. You cannot defend a hit-by-pitch. You know, and all of a sudden you see Ty Floyd and you see Little and you see even all the relievers, you know, come in, call everybody, and they're trying to, like, bite off the black of the plate and all that. I'm thinking to myself, good God, you or I could go through a BP to LSU. Now, we would get rocked, but I promise you, I promise you, every fourth maybe guy that we face is going to pop up a BP ball, right? They don't even give themselves up that opportunity. That first inning the other day, just trying to nibble around the plate. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that 100%. That maybe they're just trying to be a little, I guess you would call it too cute and trying to place pitches a little bit too good. And uh, the only person who could get away with that is schemes, I think. And uh, because and now what happens is you have a confidence problem with some of those pitches, I would imagine. So we'll see. Listen, that offense is going to have to get hot, too, to make it happen. But uh, a lot of baseball left to play. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, wait, just a couple more weeks. Yeah, you go out and you take care of Mississippi State, maybe win three, and we won't even be thinking about last weekend. You know, one of the things that people were asking in Thibodeau three, four years ago when Jonathan Terrell was made athletic director was, well, look, we all love JT. He's a good guy, right? You know, he's a great colonel. But can he be an athletic director coming out of pharmaceutical sales and, you know, didn't have a rich athletic management background? Well, I think so far some of his hires are panning out. On the softball side, the Nichols softball team was picked to finish last they were not good last year. They're good now. They're the number three seed heading into the Southland Conference Tournament. Justin Lewis wins Coach of the Year. On the baseball side of things, spoiler alert, there's a very good chance that Mike Silva is going to win Southland Conference Coach of the Year. They're 12-6 and six right now. They're in first place. Some of those hires that JT has made have paid off in gold. The Colonels on the baseball and softball diamonds are both looking really, really good. And more important than that, they look like they're going to be good for a long time. Both teams have some youth, and, boy, they're building it well. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's kind of neat that you mentioned softball. I wouldn't have thought to do that, but, boy, you know, in my bookmarks, obviously I have nickel sports, and I always go to softball to see how they're doing over the weekend. And it's been a very – and it has been a surprise to me. I'm going to go ahead and say that. It's been a pleasant surprise. They are solid. They are – you know, they can make a little noise. They, I don't think they're there yet either. I think that the coach here would tell you that he's probably one year away from what he's trying to put together. But they're very impressive. And all you have to do is meet Mike Silva one time and you kind of get it. He's, he's, he's in control of the situation there. And when you saw the way that Nichols hit the ball uh, when he first got there, it's just a total mindset that is different. 
than what we saw ahead. And that's not to say, you know, obviously we both know Seth Thibodeau and think he's a good coach. It's just different, and it works for them. And, yeah, I guess, you know, we got to give JT a lot of credit for that. He's the guy. And then saw yesterday Coach Rebo over at the uh, Chamber. There was a Terrebonne Chamber of Commerce golf tournament, and he's excited about what's going on there, and the guys are all bought in, and they're going to be back for the summer. So it has been really good. And and, uh, this weekend, you know, stayed for a wedding over at the Capitol Hilton in downtown Baton Rouge and just talking to people whenever we would talk about LSU baseball, because obviously that was the huge topic with them playing Auburn. Nichols came up a lot, and I think a lot of people have a a big respect for Nichols. As a matter of fact, if you go look at D1 baseball, they have Nichols being in the Baton Rouge Regional, so that would be very interesting. So, yeah, good things happening certainly at Nichols. No doubt about that. Before we let you go, are the Lakers going to hold on? They're up 3-1, to one, or are the Warriors going to come storming back? Uh, you know how much this pains me to say this. They will. And, and listen, I'm going to go a step further. It would not surprise me if the Lakers win it all. Oh. I know, man. Is that awful? That kills me. Oh. But they, they, listen, the one thing that can be said about me, I will like like certain kind of music and stuff, and I could get past that musician's personal life because I don't you know want to hang out with the guy, but I might like what they play. Right? That's how I am with sports, except for the Lakers. Not only do I not want to hang out with those guys, I never want them to win. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I'm starting to face reality that I don't think they kind of stonewalled us all year long, but I think they kind of. You know, when they opted out of playing some players and and they did some good stuff at the end of the year getting certain guys, they might be the best team, which is why I'm not going to watch any more NBA battles. <laughs> Get rid of what? Russell Westbrook, crazy things happen, right? That is, yeah, and, you know, you may have a point there. But, uh, <laughs> listen, I never said LeBron wasn't a good basketball player. It's just I, he's hard to tolerate sometimes. And, boy, you know, we know how good Anthony Davis can be, right? And then you got guys who are stepping up like some of the guys are doing on that team right now. I hate to say it, Casey, we might be looking at and hearing a lot about the Lakers. I could give you one more. The NFL has announced that there's no longer going to be like a dominant conference for a network anymore, right? they kind of sort of been easing us into this, but Fox had been the NFC network and, you know, uh, CBS has been having the AFC. That's going away. The games are going to just be mixed and matched on the different networks throughout the course of the next schedule or the next season. Teams are going to be allowed to play more Thursday night games this year. There's going to be a Black Friday game this year. Some different scheduling quirks. What do you think, man? Because the big one is going to be no more NFC on Fox, AFC on CBS. So that means we're going to see more, you know, maybe um, – Greg Olson calling the Chiefs more often. Maybe Tony Romo calling the Saints more often, whatever it may be. To me, that's a little different, right? Because in my childhood, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys was John Madden and Pat Sumrall, because they were the Fox guys. And then I remember the Bills. It was always, you know, Phil Simms. And it's going to be a little different to have it mixed up more. Wow. You know, I didn't even realize that. I could even go back further. When I was a kid, NBC had all of the OAFL or the, you know, the AF, uh, the American Football Conference at one time where you had 
you know, the Raiders playing the Chiefs, and it was Kurt Gowdy and people like that. <laughs> and that's what you associated those games by the voice. Yeah, that's going to be hard for me. That's going to be really difficult. I, I like that Fox sort of had the NFC because it, it, it to me they catered to it and they knew it better. I guess we'll see, but now listen. I'm saying all of this, and I realize that on Thursday night you gotta, you know, go buy Amazon Prime to watch football. So I guess I just need to realize we're in a different day and age. Pretty soon there's not going to be any sort of like, you know, TBS, ABC, and all of that anyway. So it is what it is. But boy, you're right. I didn't realize that was going down. That's going to be a little strange. No doubt. Schedule comes out tomorrow. Th- uh, Stan, th- thanks so much for the time, man, and uh, have a great rest of the week. Thanks, Casey. Everybody have a good week. That is Stan Garbaugh doing an excellent job. We love chatting with him. That is going to be different, right? You know, no more Fox America's Game of the Week, and then you could guess, you know, hey, it'll be the Cowboys against somebody. No, it, it's going to be different. Uh, it's going to be different uh, to think, you know, there's going to be some more Chiefs games there, some Bills games there, whatever it may be. And on the flip side, it works both ways, right? You know, I'm having a hard time listing a good NFC team right now, so I can't give you a good example, one that'll be on CBS more, but maybe more 49er games, you know, whatever it may be. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to certainly be interesting, and times are changing in the NFL. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks, and we'll talk some NBA right here on KLEB. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Health System. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury, or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501, the Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Health System, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 f.m. Louisiana Secretary of State, Kyle Ardwan. Get ready to go vote, Louisiana. I'm Louisiana Secretary of State, Kyle Ardwan. This fall, Louisiana will conduct elections for our new governor, other statewide offices, and our full legislature. I'm reminding you to visit GoVote.com or download our award-winning GoVote app to register to vote, make changes to your registration, sign up for election alerts, and learn more about what will be on your ballot. 
Louisiana's elections are among the most secure in our country, and we want to keep you informed ahead of this important election. Remember, if you don't vote, you can't make a difference in our futures. Visit GEAUXVOTE.com or download the GoVote smartphone app today. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin reminding you, get ready to go vote, Louisiana. I'm Ava Cates, Secretary of the Louisiana Workforce Commission, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Tech Ready Louisiana program. Tech Ready Louisiana is a tool for everyone. We are pleased to partner with Casera, an online learning platform to provide Louisianians access to over 6,000 free courses to help you navigate a tech ready world. You can access Casera by visiting our website or visit one of our local offices. Are you tech ready? Let's get started. Sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Got to make an offering to the basketball gods tonight because my 76ers are facing the Boston Celtics at 630. The series is 2-2. Two to two. We've got to have it tonight. Dear basketball gods, please instill aggression into my guy James Harden. Please instill the want that he had in games 1 and 4. And I just said that wrong. And abolish the passiveness that he had in games two and three. When he attempts to step back and gets run through, basketball gods, please enable the officials to actually call the damn foul and put Harden at the line for three free throws. And P.S., a great performance from Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, P.J. Tucker, and others would be appreciated too. Yours truly, a 76er fan, hoping to extend my season into late May. Two really good ones tonight, y'all. You got the 76ers in Boston, in Boston. You got the Nuggets and the Suns. I'm interested to see if Booker and Durant could do what they've done the last two games at home on the road in Denver. I tend to think that they can't. Playing at altitude, those lungs get tired, body gets a little heavy, can't get as much oxygen into your system. I tend to think that they can't. But if Booker goes on the road tonight in Denver and gets another 40 piece, shooting like 17 of 23 from the field, it would be one of the historically good three game stretches in the history of the NBA. And I'm going to be glued to it. Both games, I'm going to be glued to it. Well, I say that. If the 76ers lose, I'll probably be over and I probably won't even watch the second game. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. 
You got Boston and Philly tonight at 6.30, and then you've got Denver and Phoenix. Last night, you had a glowing example of what I have said for a long time. Donovan Mitchell's the most overrated player in the NBA. I said it when he was with Utah. I said it when everybody was freaking out when he got traded to Cleveland. Guy's not a winner. Doesn't move the needle at all. And I hear some of you saying, just though, why are you talking about Donovan? Like, he, he didn't even play. That's exactly my point. The New York Knicks, the team that ran his ass out of the playoffs, is showing that they're not even good. They're down 3-1 to the Miami Heat without Tyler Hero. And without Jimmy Butler scoring 40, 50 points every game, the Heat are just lining up and are beating them. Ain't no way that a Donovan Mitchell team with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and you know the great players that the, the Cavs have built up, ain't no way they should have lost to the New York Knicks. A team that is not better than the eighth seed in the East. Ain't no way. Shouldn't be in this position. They should be out. It should be the Heat versus the Cavs, but the Cavs have a star player who shrinks in the postseason every single last time. Used to beat up on him whenever I was a Houston fan with Harden out there. We used to beat up on him when he was with the Jazz in the playoffs every year. Oh, but he had a couple of big games in the bubble. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Dude's a small-timer. The Cavs are always going to come up short with him there. The Heat lead that series 3-1. to one, Another big day from Butler. Another big, uh, another big day from Bam Adebayo. The big one last night. The Lakers get a 104-101 to win over the Warriors. By the way, we gave you two winners in the NBA last night, right? I told you over 208 for the Heat and the Knicks. Cha-ching! We told you Warriors plus 3.5 over the Lakers. Cha-ching! We gave you two winners in the NBA last night. I told you the Warriors would sell out. Know that they have to have it. They did. They had the lead going to the fourth quarter, and then they wilted. They only scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. The Warriors are not going to win this series as long as the NBA is calling moving screens. The Warriors have built their entire dynasty on breaking the rules and just trusting that the officials were not going to make it a four-hour game and call it all night. When they are not allowed to set moving screens, they don't make three-pointers because they don't get separation. When they're not allowed to set moving screens, Steph Curry's 3 of 14 from the three-point line. When they're not allowed to set moving screens, they score 17 points in the fourth quarter. When they're not allowed to set moving screens, Klay Thompson's 3 of 11 from the field. They've built their entire dynasty on setting moving screens all game long. And trusting and understanding that the NBA officials are just not going to call it all game long because no one wants to see an offensive foul in every possession. It got called last night late down the stretch, and they couldn't move. They couldn't score. They couldn't get separation to get off their cutesy, fancy pants, little three-pointers. And as a result, their offense died. Just like in the next game, their season's going to die. Well, I shouldn't say the next game. It'll be the game after that. The Lakers are going to Oakland the next game and are going and playing dead. They're going to get they're going to get skull stomped in the next game out in Oakland. Then the Lakers are going to try to sell out, go all in, and try to win it in six. 
The next game is going to be a, a rest game for LeBron and AD. They're going to get crushed in Oakland in the next game. I've seen this movie so many times before. They're going to get crushed. The line's going to be Warriors minus six or something like that. I'm buying more. I'm taking Warriors minus 15, minus 16. I'm, I'm taking them with a lot of points, covering that it might be a blowout and getting some big odds. Tonight, I like over 213 for the 76ers and the Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to score. I think that the 76ers are going to score. I like over for that one. Tonight, I like in the world of the MLB. Uh, let's see. Give me the Mets minus one and a half run line over the Reds with an under 10 runs in that game. Give me the Yankees minus one and a half run line. Give me um, the Cardinals plus 110 money line over the Cubbies. And give me the Astros plus 120 money line over the Angels. I think they're going to beat Otani tonight. Those are some that I like in the world of the MLB. Not touching the Suns and the Nuggets. The Suns are a six-point dog over under 227 and a half. That feels actually about right. Total points for the game. Booker's over under 32 and a half. Durant 31 and a half. I'm not touching either of those. They both feel about right. Thanks to everybody for listening. I sincerely hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks to Matt Plitt for the time. Thanks to Stan for the time. Tomorrow we'll try to have Turtle on, and we'll talk about all of these NBA games and break down some of the action in Sulphur and beyond. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.